In this episode, we go into the impact of a dad with Annalise Vance. Annalise is a mommy CEO, fractional CMO, marketing vendor broker, human jungle gym podcaster. As the founder of Never Miss a Moment Consulting, she helps dad-owned businesses go from feeling torn between providing either their time or money to the triumph of no longer having to choose. Have a listen. There's a voice deep inside every dad calling him to lead. Society, vices, inner demons, negative thoughts try to dampen and drown out that voice, but it never goes away. Your wife feels it, your children feel it, and your heart and soul feel it too. It's the voice that starts off as a whisper, but then becomes a calling. A calling to be the tip of the spear for your family. A calling to play all out and lead by example for your children. A calling to build a legacy that will go on for generations. A calling to be the warrior dad you were born to be. Dads, our children need us now more than ever. To be that beacon of hope, courage, positivity, and strength. It's time to rise as warrior dads together as a brotherhood. If you felt that twinge in your soul, it's time for the warrior dad experience. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Jeff Wickersham. Excited to have special guest today, Annalise Vance. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, and I'm I'm so excited to have your perspective. I know we've been following each other on, on social media and commenting on, on different posts, but really want to dive into today the topic of you know the impacts of, of dads that they can have. And I know you have a unique experience of obviously having a dad that was very influential in your life, as mm-hmm. well as, you know, your husband. And and first and foremost, let's just explain the family dynamic that you've got going on so they have some context. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Dustin and I will be married 17 years in December. Um, we have two miracle babies. Uh, we waited 10 years to start trying. Then it took four years for our daughter to come along and, uh, when we, we always wanted our kids close. So we figured it took four years. We should probably start trying again. And two weeks later, we were pregnant with our second and they are 21 months apart. So uh, Quinn came uh, 13 months when Lily was 13 months. Uh, He'll be two in a couple of weeks. So I have two under four. um, Run two businesses, uh, sleep schedules, my husband's schedule and uh, somewhere in there, don't go crazy. So, <laughs> Gotcha. Isn't that I mean, it, and I know we connected offline before, very similar example where it took us a yep. year to get pregnant with our first. And then it was like nothing for the second. And my boys are 19 months apart, right? Yep. So, uh, pretty, your body, your body knows what to do is what yep. we figured there out, but we didn't there know you. that. And yep. Yep. grateful wouldn't change it for anything. Um, I mean, I don't know any different, but it's just, I've always said it's, you've experienced this. It's just, everything's compressed, right? Right. Yep. yep. So, so, but then so like you're through it. Um, so yeah. we're uh, waiting for him to figure out how to climb out of his crib is our current right. stage right now. I think he tried this morning. And, <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll share a story with you. Carter, our youngest, we moved into our house and all of a sudden one day, he was up for a nap and we heard a thump 
Yep. And I was like, no way. And we went upstairs. Sure enough, he had thrown out every pillow out of his crib to pad he his ball and he landed on them. I'm like, at least he was smart enough to do smart. that. But uh, but that's that's uh, that's a, a great at, time for, for at sure. 18 months, our daughter cleared it like nothing. Um, and we're like, oh my gosh. And then we're like, did this actually happen? So we put her back in, cleared yeah. it like nothing again. And we're like, oh no. So she was very quickly in a toddler bed. Um, we got a crib tent to put over her toddler bed and zipped her in because mm -hmm. um, she is our escape artist. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Quinn's more, he's just very chill at bedtime. Like I think like, you know, guys, you guys are in boxes. So, you know, he's in a sleep box and he's out, but he's, he's trying to figure it out. So we're seeing if he's going to get his toddler bedding for Christmas or if it's going to, going to go somewhere else but i think he'll stay in his bed pretty much just like he does his crib i don't think it'll be that big of a deal lily is all over her room in the closet we find her everywhere in her room so got you okay so you got two businesses two kids yep. a lot going on role of yep. and impact of dads i know you shared a lot on yep. your dad's role in your life i'd love to hear that dynamic and and share how yeah. how that has influenced you in in your life because i I feel like the mission that I want to, and the, the message I want to give dads is you do have a significant impact on your kids. And that's why I wanted to bring you on and, and hear your perspective. Yeah. So cliff notes of my story growing up. Um, my dad was a well sought after chemist, um, probably top five in the nation, which involved him traveling all over the world. Um, I mean, it wasn't just the nation, I should say. I mean, he went to China and all kinds of places. And so our dynamic for as long as I could remember was you could set your watch when he left on Sunday night and he got home on Thursday night. Okay. And so I always say I lived two dichotomies. And Jeff, when I say this, I always want to preference this in case my dad ever comes across this. I'm not throwing him under the bus. My dad is the stereotypical prototype of the baby boomer generation and his whole heart and everything he does is to provide for his family. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't like escaping. He wasn't being malicious. He was just doing what he needed to do to make money. Um, but what I always say, and, and I, I never want to make it sound like I'm putting women down when I say this, cause I'm not, I mean, I'm very girl boss, pro women, all of this, but we are not wired to raise our children by ourselves, and men are not wired to raise their children by themselves. We're, in my opinion, my perspective, my background, um, we are meant to do it together. And so my mom found it especially hard uh, with, you know, two strong-willed young ladies. Uh, she's, you know, genetics work. So she had a strong-willed mom. Her mom had a strong-willed mom. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually fourth generation female owned entrepreneurs. So we came by it honestly. Um, but my mom and my dynamic was just especially, you know, opposite personalities and all of that. So um, when dad would leave, my personality was more that like, if I saw wrong, I needed to write it. If something was missing, I was going to make up for it. That's just kind of my type A personality. So um the, the dynamic was just very different when dad was gone. And when he came home and I get this too, because I'm a wife now and we do the same thing, you know, if he's been gone and we'll get there a little bit later, but you know, you want to like, Hey, daddy's home. Like everything's good, you know? And like, 
take the pressure off. So my mom was trying to take the pressure off my dad. So he didn't learn about the dynamic we had growing up probably till I was well into my twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was when he came home, it was daddy's home and, you know, let's go do something fun and let's make it happy. And then he would leave and then we would start it again. And it was back and forth, and back and forth. So um, I wrote about this a couple of months ago, but 20 years into my dad's career, he was offered a pay cut to move okay. our family to Austin, Texas. A year later, we would have been in Orlando. And a year later, we would have been jobless in the middle of Disney World because um, the company changed owners and it just all kind of went downhill. Okay. But in my dad's opinion, again, being the provider, he had two options was move his family, which included his 90 year old mother with us to Austin, Texas, or take severance. Um, and he would have taken a pay cut to make that move. So, I mean, it was just makes all kind of sense. So in walks my mom, the entrepreneur and says, Joe, there's a third option. And he said, there is, she says, yes, I'm good at running companies. You are good at being in the role of whatever the company needs you to let's start our own company. Okay. And I've written about this and gotten my dad's permission, but he, he always said there wasn't a security guard at his old company. So there was all the client lists that he conveniently brought home um, in a, you know, legal fashion. And they called, they did dials to all the companies, let them know that, you know, Joe was starting his own company. He was going to be a trainer. And that worked for three years. And Jeff, what I always say, and this is just my childhood memory of it, but I think it's, you know, the impact of a dad, right? It was the first time I felt like we were a family. Mm, Okay. That's my memory of it growing up. And then, you know, the critical age of 14, and I won't get into my whole story, but let's just say I made some choices I probably wouldn't have made if I wasn't seeking attention. My Mm. dad took another job, went back to work in that next six years. He started traveling again because they were in Mm -hmm. Massachusetts. And that was just the nature of like his role was just the company was normally somewhere else. So we had to go there to train or go Mm -hmm. to their clients to train. That's just how it worked. We didn't have Zoom back then. Zoom would have changed our lives, but- Back then, the internet was just starting dial-up when I turned 14. And so he went back to work. And over the next six years, he got laid off four times. Um, My parents ended up moving to Indy when I was 18, sold my childhood home. A year later, he got laid off again. It was just instability. Um, And so my childhood memories of it are very different than my perspective now as a mom and a wife with two kids of my own. I would give you a totally different answer if you asked me about that. But growing up, dad being home meant stability. Dad being home meant that role didn't need to be filled. Um, Because I I tried to play mom and dad. That's what I did. Um, It was subconscious. It wasn't, you know, like a negative or anything. It's just I saw a problem and I I went to fix it, but dad home meant, you know, mom was calmer. Um, I always say as much as I talk to dads on LinkedIn and, you know, in other areas where I do things, I'm as much advocating for the women, the wives and the kids as I am for the dads, because that's who, in my opinion, and I've experienced this, if you want to get into that, um, that's what, that's who really gets impacted. Yes, the dad gets the opportunity to come home and be dad and, you know, help raise his boys and, you know, be his daughter's, you know, competition for all future boyfriends and all of that. But Mm -hmm. 
when when we brought Dustin home and reduced his schedule down by 50% of when he had to be out of the house for one of our offsite offsite clients, the entire atmosphere of our house changed. Okay. I mean, it was palpable. It was unbelievable to me. Every Wednesday, I still almost relive it every time of like, oh, you know, like it's it's chaos on Monday and Tuesdays when we're trying to get him out the door and chaos with the kids and their attitudes and all of that. And it's peace when he's home. I call him the toddler whisper. You know, I mean, they'll sit on the couch and just be little angels if he is home. And if not, you know, they're screaming for attention and they don't understand all the stuff that's that's going on. But I just know if I deal with that in my house, I can't be the only one. And I think mm -hmm. you help your clients with the same thing. We can't be the only ones experiencing that. And I just want to pass that on and that piece to other other families. So yeah, that yeah, answered your it, question. But it did. And I think it's so important that both sides, mom and dad, are active, intentional yes. parents yes. pouring yes. into their kids and giving Absolutely. them their number one thing that they they want is attention and time, right? And and yeah. the more we can do that, the more they're going to feel loved, yeah. feel accepted, and that's going to help them thrive throughout their lives. And, and, and they're I not going to for it somewhere else when they're older. Yeah, and I I would say it's probably not as wired in our DNA as men, as dads, right? Because yeah. we've kind of been wired to provide, provide, but sure. I love to break that stereotype and say, I, you know, there is no greater gift than being a dad and being able to pour into your, your kids. Yeah. And you get 18 seasons, 18 summers, right? By age 12, 75% of your time with them is gone by age 18, 95% of it is gone. We need to be intentionally pouring into our kids. We need to be there as dads and as moms. So yeah. now, you know, you, you mentioned how the atmosphere changes. Mm -hmm. What impact does it have on, on the kiddos? You, you mentioned calm, you mentioned they were calm, they're they're a little bit yeah. more explain that dynamic a little bit and how you noticed it when it first happened. Yeah, so the so the schedule he used to work was I I can barely even remember it, but it was Wednesday to Saturday because he'd be gone and then he'd be home Sunday to Tuesday. Now He's gone half a day on Sunday after church. So we get to go to church together as a family. That was really important to me. Um, and then he's gone Monday, Tuesday, like a normal work day. So we got Wednesday through Saturday back. And so I remember standing in my kitchen because let me explain Monday, Tuesday first. So, you know, I'm still nursing Quinn. So I've, I've got to get that. Um, Dustin does some time with Lilybet in the morning because she's quality time. That's her love language, which makes this extra fun when he's gone. Um, earlier today, she's like, mom, will you just sit on the couch with me? Like, I mean, sure. You know, that's simple, but not always. Right. right. Um, so while she, he's spending time with her, I'm getting his car started. I'm making his lunch. I'm making sure now Quinn's more mobile. He's not getting into something crazy. Now it's freezing out. So I'm getting coats on cause they like to sit on the step and they, you know, like to wave to him as he's leaving. And so like all these things are happening in a matter of like 45 minutes and it's just like crunched on Wednesdays. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It we're slow. We're, we, we wake up when we're rested because we don't have to be somewhere. Um, he gets, you know, a little bit of rest in the morning. I know you're Mr. 5am and 
um, Mr. Jim, he's actually, he does judo. And so he does that at night. He's not the morning person and he does intentionally get rest. So he can be present for his children. That's more his, his personality. That's why I did that comment on your, your post that day. Um, But then he takes them out and I get office hours. So I I get some peace, um, Mm. but they get time uninterrupted with their dad to go to the zoo, to the playground, to wherever. Um, I think today it was half price books and Kroger. Um, but it, it's his attentions on them. Mm-hmm. And then Friday I take Quinn out. We do our date at Costco and he gets a daddy daughter date every Friday morning with Lily. And sometimes Saturday he'll take them out, but it, it's that intentional time and it's, it's slow and it's at our pace Right. Because only when you have to go outside of the house, does everything get more crunched. And he's frustrated because he's late, but he still wants to spend time with his daughter. So he's eking out every moment of that. But then he's rushing to get out of the house. And my husband does not like to rush. So then that stresses me out. And then I'm left with, you know, Mondays. Normally there's a breakdown. Like Thanksgiving was nice. He was actually off for two weeks because we went to Florida Mm -hmm. and then he was off just because of how the schedule worked out. And so then when he had to go back on Monday, oh my Lord, it was just attention seeking, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's subconscious. A lot of the times, I don't think she's consciously sitting there as a three-year-old, like I'm going to act out because I miss my dad. And it's Mm -hmm. been great to work through, like we have a feelings chart and, you know, like, Hey, are you upset? Daddy's gone. And, you know, we talk through it and we talk about Mm -hmm. how feelings are okay the behavior's not. And right. hey, mommy misses daddy too. It's not okay to take it out on mommy. So we've had some of those really good parenting conversations. Mm-hmm. Boy, Jeff, would I love to teach that a different way under different circumstances. Right. So that's just kind of the the dynamic. And, you know, we've only got two days left. We're working furiously through the rest of December um, to try and change that at the very beginning of 2024, which I'm so excited about. I don't know that we're even going to know how to process it. Um, just to have, I mean, we'll still be, you know, self-employed, but to have us all at home and have our schedule be how we determine it. Cause we try and do a lot during nap times and after bedtime. So we're there with the kids when they're awake, but, um, it's something we've been, we've been working fast and hard towards, um, these last six months. Cause we, we made the last transition in May. So, six, seven months. Okay. Well, one thing I love there is this date times individually with the kiddos. Yes. And I think dads, you're listening to this. This is one thing you can implement starting today. If not today, tomorrow of carving out individual time for each one of your kiddos. And it is some of the great, greatest moments and memories you'll make because it's one-on-one. I just... You know, this past they weekend, it. Had, had it with my youngest shooting hoops. And then my oldest and I went for a run Sunday. And it was an awesome 40 minutes together, just running, exercising, talking, sharing things. Plus, we get the time in the car where we can talk as well. And they, they need that individual attention. And they do. You know, unfortunately, I think many times mom might be the driver of what's going on. And we just, as dads come, a, we're, we're passengers, we're passive in that. Yeah. Time spent, we need to be much more active on our toes in the fight and making sure, hey, I get one-on-one time with my my kiddos because it's so important to to uh to spend that one-on-one time. 
Yeah. And one thing I'm really grateful, Jeff, with my husband, um, you know, his personality is he can be prone to be more passive, but he's really fought against that. And he is the one who he really has a gift of discernment. And he's the one that's like, you know, I really feel like Quinn needs time this week. Can you take Lily bet? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he, he is turning to and one of the um, serendipities of all of our story is, you know, Quinn's not going to remember most of it because he's two. Right. It, mostly in his memory, daddy's going to be home the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily's the one who's really made the sacrifice. But again, it was for 15 to 18 months. So in the entire right. scope of her life, I don't know that she'll truly like when I was three. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, we'll do individual girl time and then, you know, we'll, we'll switch it off. And we really just kind of try and are in tune with their behavior and their emotions and you know who needs it or sometimes we'll you know take one in the morning and then we'll switch in the afternoon um but quinn is physical touch um and you know he just he'll sit on your lap and just chill um and lily is that quality time so they're both they're not acts of service gifts or words so it's really important that time uh for our kids absolutely i love it and then the business. What do you what do you do for businesses? Yeah. I know, I know you, you help dads kind of. You know, yeah, do the, we do the, uh, advertising arm. So explain that a little bit. Where, yeah, where there's, people can find you. Yeah, there's three um, kind of arms to my business. The the main big crux of it is we do done for you Google ads for dad owned businesses. So okay. we focus on helping um, dad owned, which is generally family owned, uh, B to C service based companies. Um, we do manage their Google ads. Um, I am a fractional CMO by trade. Um, very, very short history on me. Um, I was in corporate for nearly 14 years and learned every bit of digital marketing you could think of. I'm certified in Google ads, um, Facebook ads, Microsoft, all of it. Um, I joke I got a PhD on the job training. So when they decided that they wanted to part ways, I said, fine, I'll start my own company and take all your business, which I've started doing and it's super fun. Um, and, uh, then I'm also a marketing vendor broker. So, um, the best way I've come up with to describe it is it's kind of like the e-harmony of marketing vendors. So I match uh-huh. you up with personality price, you know, whatever you need, um, which takes off my plate of, I have to sell Google ads cause that's all our business does. It opens up a wide array of other people that we partner with, but we don't have to have employees because I partner with business owners. Gotcha. Um, and then, yeah, I, I do have a couple of fractional CMO clients where I go in and um, analyze all their data and troubleshoot what's going on. It's a little harder with two kids now. Um, sure. The uh, the best place to find me on the bottom there is my website. Um, I answer all of my messages. If you contact me on there, the main place I hang out is LinkedIn. Um, I'm on there pretty much every day, but definitely Monday through Friday little lighter on the weekends because of family time. Um, And then um, I am on Facebook. I'm not super active on there except for like pictures of the kids and stuff, but I do have a business page on there. And then on my LinkedIn, there's a bunch of podcasts I've been on. If you want to hear different parts of my story. Awesome. I appreciate you being on the, uh, on the show today. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity and I love what you're doing. I, I hope that I'm in some way by commenting and, you know, letting people know about you. I'm contributing to the 1 million dads. I love audacious goals. 
um, only kind to have. So love yeah. what you're doing. Oh, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. Dare to be uncommon. Lovely legacy. Create a legendary day. And we'll talk to you soon.